0: This is Future Talk. Future Talk.
1: Future Talk with Omnia Saleh and Hani Balkis.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. It is me, Hani Balkis, And finally, I can say this now. It's been like, what, (laughs) two weeks? Yep. Omnia Saleh right here on Pulse95. This is Future Talk. Welcome back. Omnia, this is her first show of... 2022.
1: It feels so weird to say happy working Monday. I mean, it was always a working Monday, but we never started the week, or at least I never did. Um, With Monday being one of those days where, just like everyone around the world, we can say Monday blues. But today, there are no blues. We're very excited to get to share with you the latest on what is happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and all around the world. And we are starting off the week with what is happening with celestial events this year and what can we witness right here in the UAE. From meteor showers to supermoons, we're going to be revealing to you all the important celestial events that you should mark in your calendar so that you can always enjoy what nature has to offer.
0: Yes, and we're not done talking about the UAE just yet because we were talking about how the UAE has launched the coders headquarters to train, assess, and support coders right here in the uae
1: yes indeed in the world of weird tech we're talking about the first artemis moon mission and how it's going to be having an astronaut yet this astronaut has nothing to do with the humankind it is a virtual at it's a virtual astronaut and they're actually collaborating with Amazon's Alexa. How is that going to be changing up this mission? We're going to be revealing all those details in just a few moments.
0: Yes, and if you think walkie-talkies are a thing of a past and they're no longer needed, well, you're wrong. Because in our Apps All Around the World segment, we're talking about Microsoft Teams' walkie-talkie feature and how it is now widely available across the world. Now, whenever I think about the walkie-talkie feature, I think about the Motorola flip phones and when, you know, you were cool if you had that feature <laughs> and then it stopped being cool and now it's cool again.
1: I, I honestly think of the walkie-talkie feature on the Apple Watch. that's actually not activated right here in the mm-hmm. way. I remember the minute I got my Apple Watch, I was texting you asking, how, how does that work? Is it actually real?
0: <laughs> it's like sending mini voice notes.
1: Basically. That you
0: can't save or play again. True. So Uh, having voice notes is better.
1: True. Um, We're also going to be talking all about the topic that has actually been viral all over social media. The the very first flying hypercar has completed its test flight right here in the UAE. And we're going to be telling you exactly what it looks like and what the future of this car will be.
0: Yes. And ladies and gentlemen, we are going to leave you with some tunes and uh, a very well-known song by a very well-known singer. And that is Havana by Camelia Cabello. 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 Daily Digital News. Bits and Bytes connect our world.
1: As we welcome 2022, we're always excited for the celestial events that are going to be taking place and how the UAE skies will be lit with different supermoons, different uh, eclipses that we should stay tuned for. And today we're going to be actually talking about the different astronomical events that are going to be visible right here in the UAE skies this year. And we're going to be talking about everything, meteor showers, supermoons. So you are in for a lot today. So first off, we're going to be talking about the Quadrantid the Quadrantids meteor shower that has already actually lit up the skies of the UAE in January. But there's so much more to stay tuned for. And these events that are going to be taking place are actually even covered by a lot of the uh, space centers in Sharjah and Dubai and Abu Dhabi as well. So right here in Sharjah, we have the uh, Sharjah Space Astronomy Center that has always been amazing at creating different coverages and events, providing telescopes for people to go ahead and enjoy these events. And I'm actually excited about the supermoons. I've always loved the different namings that they've given them. We've talked about the bloody supermoon. We've talked about the pink supermoon. And we have lots to stay tuned for, starting from tomorrow, actually, because we're talking about an asteroid that is going to be bigger than Burj Khalifa. It's going to be flying over the UAE tomorrow hopefully peacefully with no, with no damages taking place
0: yes and in, in the late hours of january 18th which is tomorrow an asteroid with a diameter longer than the burj khalifa which by the way is the biggest and largest building in the world will make its closest approach towards earth now it will pass safely by the planet and is expected to fly directly over the uae and that will be inshallah at a safe distance and after that We have another one from April 22nd to the 23rd is the Lyrid's Meteor Shower. Now that meteor shower is one of the most stunning celestial events of the year. But the moon will be present throughout the night this year as well. So we are looking at around about 10 to 15 meteors per hour. will shoot across the skies, but Mm -hmm. visibility could be slightly affected by the brightness of the moon. So we do have to be at a not well-lit location. So as we always tell you, Omni and I go to the desert, go to a place where there's not a lot of light pollution.
1: Absolutely. And this meteor shower is actually very known around the world. We've had records of sightings that go back to 2,700 years ago. And Chinese astronomers were actually the first people to report these meteors looking like falling rain. So it's definitely an event that you should mark your calendars for, 22nd and the 23rd of April. Next on the list are the full supermoons personally they're my favorite and we've got four to look forward to this year now the phenomena of the supermoon actually occurs when the moon is at the closest point to our very own planet earth in its orbit and it tends to appear larger than normal now for people who love looking at the moon this is the perfect time for you to go ahead and observe the beauty of the moon because we are seeing it at a much enlarged place or enlarged format since it's closest to earth now the first moon the first supermoon Will actually be appearing on the 16th of May. It will be at the distance of 362,000 kilometers. Another one will be visible in the summer on the 14th of June, and the third one will be visible on the 13th of July. While the last one will be visible on the 12th of August. So we've got four super moons to be excited and look forward to.
0: Yes, and another media shower is the Perseids media shower, and again, this is another remarkable event. And that is obviously when the skies are clear. But unfortunately, there will be a full moon phase during this year's meteor shower when it does come to the Perseus meteor shower. But if skies were clear, stargazers would have witnessed 80 to 100 meteors per hour shooting across the skies. Now, that shower is caused by comet Swift Tuttle, which was discovered in the year 1862. And we do know that it does leave behind a long trail of dust and debris during its 133-year orbit around the sun. And we have another, we actually have two mm-hmm. in October, or three per se, because it's 21st and 22nd, all right, three days in October. And that one is a meteor shower that could be visible, as the moon will be in its warning crescent phase, that and it will actually be shrinking as well. So October 21st to 22nd. We are looking at Orion's meteor shower.
1: Yes, indeed. And last but not least, we're talking all about the partial solar eclipse that will be visible right here in the UAE as well. What's interesting about this year's solar eclipse is a lot of the times it's mostly visible in Europe or in the U.S. or sometimes in the western parts of uh, Asia or Africa. But this year, we'll be able to witness it right here in the UAE. It will be taking place on the 25th of October, and we will be seeing about 3445 of the sun's surface being covered by the moon. Now, with solar eclipses, they're not as beautiful as supermoons per se because you do need to take your precautions when looking at the sun or looking at the sky in general. You need to have protective eyewear, uh, using certain eclipse glasses, so sunglasses are not enough. But nonetheless, it is an event that we should get excited for in the month of October.
0: Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are taking a short break, but when we come back, we're not done talking about the UAE just yet we will be talking about the UAE Coders Headquarters, and we will be leaving you with John Legend actions. Daily Digital News. Bits and bytes connect our world. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking all about the UAE and how they're launching the Coders Headquarters or the Coders HQ and that will be to train, assess and support coders right here in the United Arab Emirates. Now, the UAE government has launched a new project, which is, goes by the name of Coders HQ, and that will establish coding culture in the UAE by providing training and even opportunities for the country's new generation of coders. Now, it will be working in partnership with 40 government, semi-government, and academic entities, including Meta, Majid al Futtaim Holding, Microsoft, IBM, EDNOC, Yellow Group, League Wagon, and even DP World. Now, we do know the future is all about coding, and the future is all technology. So, the UAE is already planting the seeds of the next generation for the future.
1: Absolutely. And we have always known that the UAE has encouraged coders and students in general to enter the world of programming languages. And that's exactly why this project is actually going to be giving them training and assessment to make sure that their skills are still viable in the future, that they're trained to partake in some of the biggest challenges when it comes to the world of code and even solve some of the biggest global challenges and local challenges by using coding. Now, Sultan Al-Alama, Ulema, who is actually the Minister of State for Artificial Intelligence, actually said that the project will be providing a very simulating environment for these coders to help them kind of replicate the environment that they would be exposed to when they are officially coders. And it's, it's going to actually help uh, give them technical solutions to the different challenges that they might face. Now, this is one of many other programs and plans that are found in the national program for coders that is going to be featuring advanced technological infrastructures to help facilitate coders work. But to see companies, some of the biggest companies in the world, Meta, partaking in this collaboration, it's definitely going to be giving all those students and young coders beautiful opportunities.
0: Yes, and the headquarters or the HQ does have four objectives, and that is to assess coder skills, develop them enable communication with other coders in the uae and elsewhere so basically create a type of community where coders are well aware of each other and very familiar with each other and the final will be to provide opportunities to help them solve challenges and enhance the uae's leadership in the field of coding and we are also looking at another initiative including hackathons conferences and even internships internships and how they were launched to provide further training and opportunities and right here in the UAE again we are very adamant to new technologies and we are always adapt them fairly quickly and then lead them and right here with the ua uh, the uae coders hq we are looking at how they are planting the seeds for the next generation to teach them and let them be you know very well educated educated and well versed in the field of coding because again uh, you know, coding is a language. Programming is a language. And soon enough, I'll I'll keep saying it until it happens. Mm-hmm. It's going to become a language that we need to know. How you need to know English and Arabic, you will need to know the language of code, the language of programming, to be a functioning society member.
1: Yes, indeed. And we've always heard experts, tech giants, constantly reiterate the importance of learning how to code from you know from a very young age because not only is it very important when it comes to entering the field of work but it also teaches children and adults as well the ability to solve problems and problem solving is one of the biggest traits that is going to be useful in their life in general so let us know have you introduced your children to the world of code there are so many programs right here in the heart of sharjah one of them is actually being offered by fun robotics they are constantly creating different initiatives to help teach children how to code Check
0: this out. Check this out. All 95
1: Whenever we talk about outer space missions, there's always two categories that we think of. It's either manned, so there are humans on the mission, or it is unmanned. We've only got the rover or the probe uh, circulating whatever planet it's on, or even just satellites around the space. And that's just how the reality is. But in 2022, there's a new option on the table. Whenever we're talking about Mars missions or moon missions, you can think now of human astronauts or virtual astronauts. And the latest one of them all is the well-known NASA first Artemis moon mission because it's going to be having on board one virtual assistant. And we all know who that could be.
0: Amazon's Alexa. Now. NASA's Artemis 1 mission, which is slated for takeoff as soon as this March, does aim to send an Orion spacecraft around the moon. Now, we do know that the cabin will be largely empty, and save for an interactive tablet that could be dumbed, dubbed as Callisto, which will sit propped up to face an astronaut mannequin as well. Now, Callisto is essentially a touchscreen device that does feature a reconfigured version of Alexa which we do know is Amazon's voice assistant, and it does even have Cisco's teleconferencing platform, WebEx as well. Now, among the many aspects that will be closely watched on the ground, and that will be at least by the group behind this Elixir experiment, is how the virtual assistant does perform in space. And if nothing else, it will be (laughs) some very well-placed advertising. And that reminds me of my uh, Mm. university days and talking about product (laughs) placement. And uh, if we're talking about product placement, this is the best product placement that Amazon could do.
1: Yes, indeed. And I'm actually very excited to see how Alexa will be performing in outer space because we do know as the years have gone by, Alexa has gotten a lot smarter. Right here in the UAE, we've even seen a localized uh, version of Alexa who can speak the Emirati dialect. She can speak several Arabic dialects as well. So we've seen a big, big, big jump uh, in how virtual assistants can perform. But outer space that's gonna be a whole different world that they're about to Mm -hmm. enter. So, uh, just to give a quick roundup on the finances of Alexa working on this Artemis mission, NASA is gonna be paying the full cost of including the virtual assistant on the Artemis One mission. We've also seen uh, Amazon partaking with NASA when it comes to different missions as well, so they're actually uh, looking into a long-haul partnership in the future. The estimated costs were actually about $2.1 million when the Space Act agreement for this project was signed back in 2018, and Amazon actually agreed to work with Alexa. Now, NASA is not involved in designing the system or working on how Alexa will be performing. That is something that Amazon has to cover. However, they are excited to see this partnership come to life.
0: Yes. And again, we are looking at Amazon and Jeff Bezos in general trying to jump into the space sector. We do know that they do have um, Blue Origin as well, which is uh, Jeff Bezos' baby when it does come to space exploration and space uh, you know commercializing the space sector so this is a very good you know advertisement and test trial for amazon and for jeff bezos to trial blue origin in the future and who knows maybe your future pilot will be (laughs) alexa on your blue origin space flight
1: i got a question for you do you know why it's named calesto why so, apparently, the reason why Amazon chose this name is because it's actually after a companion of the goddess Artemis in Greek methodology. So, they're hoping that Alexa will become the companion for astronauts one day, making their job less lonely and easier.
0: Well, there there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Amazon. Omnia just gave us, uh, you know, some Greek methodology history.
1: I wish it had... I wish it was related to astrology.
0: <laughs> Is it not? It's not. I don't know the difference. But, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, 4215, let us know your guys' thoughts. We are taking a short break. And when we come back, we're talking all about Microsoft Teams walkie talkie. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? What's worth a click and download. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you're like me, you don't know what to download anymore because nowadays Mm -hmm. every single app has a voice calling feature. So Mm -hmm. you're kind of on the fence. And recently I've been, uh, you know, uh, hooked up on Google Hangouts and Google Hangouts has been extraordinarily well when it does come to voice calls and video calls, even when you're not on Wi-Fi. What? Yes, I just put you guys on something that, you know, Every- is a very well-kept secret. <laughs> but we kind of expected this because, again, Google Hangouts does use the same DNS server mm. as Google Meet, which is used for professional, you know, work as well as Zoom. Because you can use Zoom outside of your home as well and not on Wi-Fi.
1: Every time I get VOIP apps from you.
0: <laughs> yeah. And now Microsoft Teams feeling a little bit jealous, a little bit envious of everyone else. And now they're bringing out a walkie-talkie feature. And now that is widely available across the world.
1: Yes, indeed. Now, to just add on to what you were saying, I've actually read news that WhatsApp is now going to be available without internet. And what we mean by that is if you want to log in, to WhatsApp through your laptop, you don't necessarily have to have it open on your phone or have your phone nearby. We're gonna be revealing more more details about the story shortly, but back to Microsoft Teams and the walkie-talkie feature. Now, anyone who owns an Apple Watch does know there is a walkie-talkie feature on the Apple Watch that is available in specific countries. Sadly, the UAE is not one of them, but Microsoft Teams has officially made it generally available for all users to use the walkie-talkie feature through the application so what does this feature do it basically allows you to turn your smartphone or your tablet into a walkie-talkie and anyone who's ever used the walkie-talkie as a child definitely knows how fun it can be to use this feature whether over cellular data or wi-fi it is now fully available now microsoft teams has actually gave an announcement about it becoming available about two years ago but it wasn't available for everyone now It's found on Android, on Zebra, as well as iOS devices. So anyone and everyone could officially use it. But the main reason why Microsoft Teams has, or Microsoft has decided to launch this feature is to help out frontline workers, Employees who are customer-facing, who need to run day-to-day operations inside certain companies, because this basically allows you to kind of have much faster communication with your coworkers, with uh, people, with customers. Because all you have to do is click the walkie-talkie button, send something or say something, and the person on the other side easily hears it.
0: Yes, and again, ladies and gentlemen, Google does have a—I uh, sorry—Microsoft ver- does have a very well thought-out plan. And Microsoft Teams is, again, Teams. You have to be a team on Microsoft Teams and having a walkie-talkie. Now, we do know in a lot of professional settings, at a lot of events, at a lot of hospitals, mm-hmm. even, you know, uh, you know, uh, authorities do use walkie-talkies to communicate with each other. It's fast, quick, and simple. So why not bring that to an app? And again, ladies and gentlemen, we're looking at it being attached primarily to its frontline workers in the United States. And we do know that walkie-talkies are still rare in communication apps, and you know WhatsApp does let you record snippets of audio that can be sent and delivered. So, are we looking at a new way again of communicating instead of just sending a simple voice note using a walkie-talkie, Microsoft Teams? I don't know. I feel like <laughs> I would be more inclined to use a to use WhatsApp to send those short messages because i can replay them as much as i want
1: have you used the walkie talkie as a kid
0: yeah i had i had a walkie talkie you know when i was a kid Mm. i couldn't have a cell phone Mm. so what i would do when i go out is i would have a walkie talkie with me and my dad (laughs) has a walkie talkie at home so i'd be like yep over where you at honey i'm like yeah i'm i'm playing with the boys all right (laughs) be home in 10 minutes okay so We had a walkie-talkie that would go for a 20, 30-mile radius. Nice. Yeah, it was, I think, around that time, 400 dirhams. So Mm. uh, I had one, and my dad had one at home. So if I needed him or he needed me, he would just do it.
1: It gives you that police officer kind of feeling.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I looked like an agent when I was, like, six years old, you know? Running through the neighborhood, you hear... <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: so he would say some other things I can't say on air.
1: Oh, my God. But, yeah,
0: ladies and gentlemen, 4215, what do you think about when you hear the word walkie-talkie? I hear and I feel secret mission. <laughs> I feel like someone who means Same. business, someone who has authority... So walkie-talkie, ladies and gentlemen, they had actually a social experiment mm. in the United States. Some random guy just had a walkie-talkie and was talking on to it mm. and got into restricted areas. No because way. Because apparently walkie-talkies <laughs> mean authority. Ladies and gentlemen, we are taking a short break. But when we come back, we're talking all about flying hypercars right here in the UAE. And we have Sun City by Khaled. Now, Khalid is one of my favorite artists, to be honest. Me too. And uh, the number one song that does come to mind is Send Me Your Location, or oh. Send Me Location, or Location. It was called... Check this out. Check this out. Pulse 95. It's a bird. It's a plane. <laughs> it's Iron Man. It's Spider-Man. Oh <laughs> no, it's none of that. It is a flying hypercar. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about how this flying hypercar has completed its test flight right here in the uae and to be more specific in the emirate of dubai
1: yes indeed now when we're talking about beating traffic that is one creative way of beating traffic because this futuristic flying hypercar is designed for inner city travel one day this car could reach speeds of about 135 miles per hour at 3000 feet which basically means it could potentially take you from point A to point B in one of the busiest cities right here in the UAE in the matter of a few seconds to a minute. Now, this car is by the company Bellwether Industries. It's an EV which is basically a basically means that we're talking about one of the best modes of transportation in the near future and it's going to allow private owners of this hypercar to basically transport themselves around the city in no time it's also going to be a great alternative for cars that are causing congestion on the ground and we will definitely be seeing people commuting in the sky within the next 10 years so this is just like a snippet of what you're going to be witnessing in the very near future
0: Yes, and that company does claim that actual production model will have a capacity of around five passengers and that its final design will also allow the flying car to reach speeds up to 220 kilometers per hour and heights up to 915 meters. So that's pretty high mm-hmm. and that's pretty fast as well. But again, ladies and gentlemen, we are looking at the future of transportation being electric autonomous vehicles and now hypercars and we are looking at you know this also being designed for inner city travel if you're stuck in traffic you just put two clicks up and you go into airplane mode now it does have plans to have a full-scale prototype to be ready and tested by next year and availability of the final model is expected to be on 2028 for on-demand transportation and for 2030 for private ownership so you could own this hypercar in about eight years.
1: Yes, indeed, and whenever we're talking about hypercars, some people tend to associate them with supercars, and it's not the same. So a supercar is all about speed, but unlike a supercar, the hypercar's magic lies in its weight. So it's actually very lightweight, and this is the reason why it actually can be very efficient when it comes to fuel consumption. It's actually one of the best ways to be more economical when it comes to fuel usage, and it is a lot lighter in weight. So cars in general, they're very heavy. They're made of steel. They require huge engines to get them going. But the hyper car reduces the weight of a car by one kilogram, which basically means it's actually capable of tr- performing a lot faster. Uh, and it's also two to three times lighter than the typical steel car that you would see in your day-to-day life. It's also using a smaller electric or hybrid engine to propel, which basically means it's a lot more energy efficient. It's capable of taking you to places in a much faster speed because it is lighter when it is moving around. Let us know, are you excited for a future where a hypercar could become the new mode of transportation. Don't be too surprised if you find some of the most well-known taxis and uh, let's say Uber and Kareem and all those starting to use hypercars because they're actually already becoming tested so far. Right here in the UAE we've been talking about this hypercar that's being tested but there are also different modes that have entered usage recently
0: yes and again ladies gentlemen, that is the future of transportation not your tesla anymore but these hypercars would you get your hands on them and would we need a new type of license if we would Mm -hmm. like to operate them i'm looking at how you know governments across the world will be regulating these hypercars but i want to i want to ask you guys 4215 what do you think about hypercars being the future of transportation but ladies and gentlemen this does conclude future talk for today The team, me and Omnia, are finally back. First show of 2022 with (laughs) Omnia. And hopefully a very long and successful year for us right here on Future Talk. And for everyone tuning in, we do want you guys to stay safe. But we will be seeing you guys tomorrow. Same time, same place, only here on Pulse. 95. And ladies and gentlemen, on this show, we can always feel magic.